From a hotel lounge on Mason Street in San Francisco, California, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Ellen Burns-Johnson, and I make nice games. I'm Steve McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Mark LaCroix, I too make nice games. You heard right, this week we're out west at the 2022 Game Developers Conference. We're here to recap our time before we forget the mountain of stuff we saw, heard, and did. And so, everyone's ready. Let's start. So the first thing listeners may know is that the show sounds a little bit different this week, because mm-hmm. we are recording on a telephone in a hallway uh, at our hotel, <laughs> Yes, um, because we wanted to get our thoughts out before we went back home. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a big deal conference this year, Yeah, because it happened. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the second thing listeners will notice is Dale is here in the room with us. That's right. Hello. <laughs> Dale came with us and really worked overtime to oh, hype the show, mm-hmm. um, which was quite nice. We saw an actual measurable bump in listenership. Yeah. So Hello, the- dear listeners. <laughs> you may have met me. <laughs> Probably did. She gave you a flyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. What? I guess being, just being up, just being at a conference. Being yeah. in person, yeah. Yeah, yeah in person. Yeah, yeah. so many different people. It was, uh, I've been to a lot of conferences before, but not not in the gaming industry, and this was the biggest conference I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Um, my feet are tired, and the rest of me is tired. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was a lot of fun. It's interesting. All, all four of us have a very different history with the show. Right. So I started going in 2016, and I've gone every year you know, that it, that it happened here in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven, this is your second time. It is, yes. After not just a, the two-year break, the three years since the last one, but for longer still. Longer still, yeah. Ellen, this is your first time at the show. Yeah, freshman. And, and Dale, you, you came with, you've come with me a couple of times. Yep. And um, had various interactions with it. Yeah, so uh, maybe, hi, maybe you met me several years ago. <laughs> and I gave you a flyer. <laughs> and it's funny, Ellen, you say it's the, you know, the biggest conference you've ever been to, because the thing I notice most is how... It was crowded, and it's more people that I've seen in three years. Oh, yeah. But it was far fewer than I remember. And I don't know how faulty my memory it is, but it really seems like there was half as many people. And there was still a ton of people. I felt I felt that way, too. I mean, yeah. even walking, like, on the Expo Hall and other stuff, you could tell that it was just less crowded <laughs> yeah. than it was in, past, in the past. There were some big unoccupied spaces. I mean... Wow, the Expo floor was huge. I mean, yeah. we'll come back to that and talk about it again. But I'm not going to say anything different that time. It was really big. <laughs> yeah. um, intimidating, big, like freakishly big. Megalophobia yeah. was triggered. Yeah. Um, and it's wild, too, because it, it was significantly smaller than past years. In, in terms of, like, the square footage or the number of Oh, people? I mean, in terms of square footage. Both, in fact. You can oh, see really? that they, used, they didn't use the entire hall. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There was probably about 40% of the hall left they could have. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, GDC always said their Expo floor always has two sections. Big sponsor booths and then smaller section things and uh, and both of those sections were just pared down um, yeah. to for the amount of attendees and there was you never had to worry about being shoulder to shoulder with anybody it was very comfortable for what is a conference in COVID times um, <laughs> yeah. which was I think something we all did navigate this year right. and it, it was I mean I was nervous coming mm-hmm. and when we planned we like it, it was a weird experience I, I don't know yeah. I don't have I, my thoughts aren't fully together on it but I was nervous a lot it was kind of the length of conference that made me more nervous about it because like we yeah, had done like, 2d con and mm-hmm. i mean like it's this not you know it's not nearly as big as gdc but it was it was i guess a smaller space so yeah. like we were kind of more in contact with people more regularly yeah um but that was only three days um and like sort of half days ish but like gdc was longer it was, it's a whole week um and so you're always moving around and you're always moving around you're, you're crossing paths with so, with so many people yeah. so yeah. many people i mean the nice thing about gdc is that we knew that everybody was you know fully vaccinated um and they were required to wear masks yes yeah and, and like they checked to make sure that people were vaccinated too we had little we had blue bands on our wrists yeah were, yeah so in addition to the badges they would give you a band to uh, confirm vaccination status right although it was a little bit redundant because in order to get a badge you had to you know but um, I mean, I appreciated it. it helped oh, yeah, me feel it, a little more comfortable. You know, some of it's still a little theater, and like you know, it wasn't like the airtightest security. But I, yeah. I think they did a pretty good job, mm-hmm. and yeah. compliance was really high. Yes, I, you know, there were some people who, you know, there's an exception where you can eat food, and yeah, some people just took advantage of that to keep their mask off. Sometimes, yeah, I just, I had walked out of one uh, roundtable session because of that, mm. um, because if, if everyone's talking, then risk increases. Right. So I didn't want anyway. But for the for the most part. Um, you know, it seems like in other near crowds and crowds of people I've been in in the past year, this it seemed like this big crowd did take it seriously. And yeah. that, that was heartening. 
Yeah, I, I definitely was not let into the GDC gift shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Dale, you didn't have a pass. I didn't have a pass. Right, yeah, so you didn't have the badge, and you didn't have the, the blue wristband. Yep. And we tried to go in together so we could do some shopping at the gift shop, and they busted us right away. Yeah. Right away. Right, <laughs> so then I had to do some recon for you. Yeah, <laughs> sent me some pictures of some stuff I might want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of fun. Yeah, and in past years, the gift shop is one area you could get to. Of course, they want your money, but it did. Yeah. But it was you know, to get in the building, you needed to yeah, everything, band. everything yeah. at the Moscone Center for the week of GDC required you to have a badge and a wristband, and they would check. So, like, sometimes my wristband would be like accidentally covered by my jacket, yeah, or my sweater shirt, or whatever I was wearing, and they would like, you know, the staff would look at me and they'd be like, point of their wrist, like, where's this thing? Yeah, I can see your badge, where's this thing? So I, have to I saw somebody, I, I was someone behind me was walking the building and said, Oh, I forgot I took it off. There was just got to go around. You got to go back and do the yep. the, the yeah. verification thing again in order, in order to get back in the thing. And she was right. They <laughs> um they did have so you could I think you could get around the vaccination requirement if you had proof of a negative COVID test within seventy two hours. If no. if you were not American. If you were not American, right? Yeah. And that was that was basically a um uh un- understanding that uh, um. Ease of vaccination isn't as high in other parts of the world. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, and different countries have different uh, um, uh, methods of verifying vaccination. Right. Some places say you're quote unquote fully vaccinated if you've had any any shots. Oh, uh, whereas it, the, the, the these are all indefined terms yeah. these days. But right. uh-huh. in America, the standard is you're fully vaccinated if you've had a, 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 the the two dose series. Or the one if it's Johnson Johnson and a booster. And a booster. Uh, that means you're fully vaccinated, and that was the standard by which all Americans were held to. But Americans make up like something like fifty percent, or maybe a little bit less, of attendees. Yeah. And so, yeah, you could have you know a test to get that that, that wristband as well. Yeah. It was a little more stringent than other similar uh, uh, test verifications. Yeah. Um, but not quite as high as the vaccination department, which is appreciated. And it, I mean, for me, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's existential for a big event like this. They, yeah. have, to, they have to earn the trust of attendees. And the fact that, I mean, att- attendance was way down this year, um, or yeah. so it seemed. And and I think it, it, it makes a lot of logistical sense as well as moral sense uh-huh. for them to, to have taken it seriously. Uh, on another note, yeah. returning to GDC this year, the weather was way nicer. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite nice. It was a lot warmer yeah. uh, the last time I went. The first time I went, uh, it was like raining the whole time. And it was gray. And it was cold, surfacingly cold. You know, we're from Minnesota. We're, we're used to cold, yeah. but like we're prepared for that kind of cold. San Francisco has a different kind of cold where it's all breezy yeah. and the wind is just free. I yeah. planned for a week of rain. Yeah, I was, was, was kind of looking forward to it a little bit, <laughs> but it was just really nice. Mm-hmm. So lots more sitting in the park than in some previous years. Yeah, yeah. it was quite nice. Which of course. Is, and the thing about Moscone Center is three separate buildings, and there are gathering spaces in between the buildings and the, the nearby park, the Yerba Buenas Gardens, which is sort of famous among attendees because it's this really gorgeous public space yeah. with lots of seating. And, um, and dogs. And dogs. <laughs> and we'll get to that. <laughs> but what I think about what, that was really nice about this conference is there were so many opportunities to go outside. Yes. And mm-hmm. so you did get to take your mask off sometimes. Like at a crowded street corner, all waiting for a light, I would put my mask back on because yeah. you're still really close with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a lot of open air space to to spend your day, yeah. um, not just in the buildings of the conference. And so you just, yeah, you just happened to be outside a lot, mm-hmm. uh, even if you were going to talks every hour. So that was quite nice. Yeah, good. yeah, it made it bearable because yes. it can be difficult to have a mask on like for eight hours a day, right? Like, you know, if you're not active and you're just sitting, you know, and the room's getting a little hotter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I was I was glad that the weather was nicer this year, for sure. Nice and warm, because otherwise it wouldn't. I don't know. I, I I was I was prepared for like it to be terrible. <laughs> I think we were we were thinking that the reason why it was a little bit better was because it was later in the year, maybe a little bit later in the year. Yeah, yeah someone told me that wasn't true, so maybe I should double check that. But mm-hmm. my my memory is it usually takes place earlier in March. Yeah, that's what I remember too. Earlier. Yeah. So I hung out in the gardens all week. What did you guys do? <laughs> I yeah. handed out flyers. I handed out flyers Lots and then so went many. home and took naps in the hotel room. <laughs> well, because this was your vacation. This was my vacation. Yeah. And yeah. this was like our pseudo vacation. We were working, but also yeah. like relaxing a bit. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't feel relaxed at all. Well, that's because <laughs> you were on vacation. You yeah. I, I was, I cut back on my workload this week for the, the you know, the, the money stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Because of the nature of the work that I do, I'm in game-based learning, right? Game-based learning 
they don't come to UUC. They yeah. have their own conference. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there are some people who I spoke to who, like, had, had done similar work or were involved in that space, but, like, this is, this is, there's not, there's some overlap, but it's not, like, a conference overlap. There wasn't, yeah. like, a game-based learning education track, but it's not, it's a little different. I didn't expect to see some of the stuff that I'd be doing, um, or at least a lot of the, the people that I know from the game-based learning space or the serious game space in PDC, I didn't expect them to, to be here because it's just, mm-hmm. it's just different. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. The funding's often different and it's just it's a different space. Right? Yeah. 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 Did although you, there's a lot lots of people could learn from both, you know, from both conferences, I'm sure. Like yeah. and there's gonna be a lot of over, overlap in terms of like the topics you'll see in talks, but you know. So did you go yeah. end up going to any talks? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to any talks. Um I did lots of meetings yeah, with yeah. devs yeah. and publishers and talked about the things that they're working on and did some really cool demos and mm-hmm. yeah. had some great conversations, which I recorded many of them, so we'll be releasing some of those recordings in an yes. upcoming episode. And that's um, the detail that maybe we haven't said yet, which is that we, we went on press passes. Right. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, we didn't talk we were able to, to, to get those meetings and, and book them. And uh, so we so Ellen was able to go to no talks and still have a really full GDC. I had a very, Friday especially, it was like, yeah. okay, a 30-minute meeting here, and then I got to walk to a different place, and a 30-minute meeting there, and I got to walk to another place. And I don't think I even had lunch until 3 p.m. on Friday because <laughs> I had my first meeting at 8.30, and I just had stuff all day until yeah. 3 p.m. I was very hungry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, the whole the whole thing. I mean, like, yeah, it was. So it's my first GDC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I mentioned it was overwhelmingly big. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even. It's like I got to the Explo floor. Explo 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 floor. Yep, Expo sure. floor. All of those. If you say that. <laughs> Expo floor. <laughs> it opened on Wednesday, right? Yes, yeah. it did. And I don't think I really got to it until Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got down there, I'm like, wow, this is so big, the ceiling is so tall, and the floor is so wide. And I wander around for a bit, I'm like, look at all these people making games from all these different spots. And that wasn't even the main <laughs> Like, I started on the side of the, the conference floor, the expo floor, mm-hmm. where the IGF pavilion was. And you didn't see the big stuff until later. Well, yeah. I mean, like, it wasn't sparse. It's like, yeah. wow, this is a really busy conference floor. Right, right. And I'm looking at all these booths, and I'm like, wow, so many de- game devs coming from so many different places. This is so cool. And I started walking around a little again, and then I got to the other side where all the really big stuff was. Like Unity's had Unity had their. It's not even. You can't even call it a booth. It was like. A it was park. half of the show, slow yeah, floor. It was, it yeah. was like half. It was a lot. Like a yeah. It was. Yeah. It was a city block in conference terms. Basically, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like the Unity courtyard. <laughs> yeah. It was monstrous. And then everything else was like comparable in scale. Not as big as Unity's big thing, but still yeah. really, really big. Like Adobe was over there. I don't even think I got to that side. There was so much I didn't see it all. There's no way to see it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was somebody who said I was talking to them that day, and they were saying something like, "If you aren't exhausted at you know GDC, then you're not getting everything out of it." I'm like I'm not getting everything out of it, and I'm still exhausted. <laughs> so I, I must be older than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Stephen, you went to a couple of talks. I went to a few. Yes. Uh, I went to August talk. We had him on the show. Oh, actually, does this episode come out by now? We don't know yet. Uh, August Brown. Um, yes, August Brown. At, at Armor Games. Yes. Um, yeah, I think actually that one will come out in a, after this one does. Oh, okay. Um, but we had him on the show previous, and we've talked about him yes. before. Uh, he's yes. a, um, you know from where we're from, mm-hmm. um, and gave a talk on. Uh, he gave a talk on on, uh, on basically how to 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 market your game to pro- uh, to, to producers or publishers, so mm-hmm. that like you know they will actually look at your game and give it a shot. Um, and really, like a lot of his talk was about like it was like thinky brain versus not happy brain, but. <laughs> Was like, like feeling brain. brain. Feely brain. Yeah, yeah. thinking brain versus feely brain. Affective versus cognitive. I, yes, I that's a, retweeted an excellent slide of his. Yes, it was a really good slide. He was very, he was very proud of it himself. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so a, it check was, out the Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was a cool talk because of it, yeah, I like the way that it put things into perspective. Um, in that, like, you really want to try to to make the game attractive to the feely part of your brain, the part that gets really excited about games in general. Yeah. Um, so that like. You can potentially get, you know, the publisher maybe find a champion in the in that publishing house to 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 advocate for your game. 
It's the feely brain that makes the decisions. Yeah. Uh, it's the thinky brain that second guesses them. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you didn't even see the talking. You already know. <laughs> oh, you read the you read the slide. No, I didn't read the slide. I mean, I did read the slide, yeah. but that's not what that slide said. That's just something I know from listening to other podcasts around brain stuff. Ah, okay. Yep. Well, then it all checks out the science <laughs> backed up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, so that boy. was a cool talk. Um, I went to um, I went to a uh, four day work week talk. I know, I know. <laughs> I went to a four day work week talk because um, I'm really excited about four day work week. Yeah. <laughs> well, listeners don't know, but that's what we talked to August about. Actually. That is all yeah, oh, yeah. right, of course. Because Armor Games did that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you. Yeah, and so I would like to do that for uh, for Future Club at some point. Um, uh, I did actually bring that up to um, CEO of the Future Club. Um, so I don't know if that any progress has been made in that yet, but you know we're working through it, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And that was that was cool to see. Um, it actually made me feel after uh, listening to August talk about four day work weeks. Um, I was uh, I, I it felt like maybe four day work weeks weren't a great fit for Future Club, but after I. Um, saw this talk, I felt a little more confident hmm. in four-day work weeks for our, for our company. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, and then um, I went to part of a narrative detective talk, but I didn't finish it. I went through that with Mark. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, because um, you had a thing. I had a, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that. Um, actually, I went to see, <laughs> I saw my coworkers. Yeah. Um, I saw yeah. some of the people I work with at Future Club, which was really cool. They're awesome folk. They are really cool people. I, I kept... <laughs> I kept swooning about him <laughs> the whole conference. I mean, yeah, we're walking the show floor, and you're like, "I'm going to meet with him again." And yeah. Like, so the first date went well. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> um, they might be listening because they didn't. I don't. I don't think they knew that I was doing a podcast. Um, even though I told them I got a free tickets to go to GDC for my podcast. You guys so. think having a lot on your minds. Is That's true. We, you know, what you're saying, a lot of your. The work, you have with them is just work meetings and because you have so many specific meetings about specific things they can't really spin around into social topics yeah and, and being pals yeah and it's all remote too so like we're not just you know if we were in an office you just randomly conversate about random things because you're just in the space together yeah right we're, we're not we're all you know remote in, in plenty of different locations so it was nice to just be able to sit and chat with them for a little while i was actually a bit nervous <laughs> before doing it because i you know we haven't had those kind of conversations before so i was like oh no is our Charisma gonna be okay, um, but as Mark said, the first date went well. <laughs> um, I saw them uh, on one on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And actually, they were, uh, a couple of them were there to keep um, to pitch our, our our future game to, to publishers. Yeah. Um, uh, so that was like the, fo- the bulk of their focus. They didn't. I think they only went to one talk, which was about networking. The yeah. One talk that they went to, like Friday afternoon. I think yeah. I remember them going? We were standing in line for ice cream and then ducked out mm-hmm. yeah yeah um so like that was the so they didn't really get to like hang out a lot around the conference like i think we hang out around hung out around the expo for a little bit but like we didn't uh, their purpose for being in the expo for was to see if they could talk to other people to see if our games could be published yeah. Yeah, yeah um so that was their focus and then one of one of my other co-worker was um uh, actually on vacation to see her parents um so she just hung out with us on wednesday um it was nice to see her it's just nice yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. It yeah. was cool to meet your coworkers. Aww. Yeah, they're really nice. Nice folks. Nice folks. Nice folks. Nice folks. One day, I'd like to have them on the show if you're listening. <laughs> I think we already asked them. Yeah, we, and Dale yeah. probably gave them a flyer. Oh, I mean, I gave them flyers. And then Dale probably also gave them. Flyers. I mean, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so they know we're here. Yeah. 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 So compared to previous years, yeah, I I, I always saw fewer talks. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, probably the same amount I did in 2019. So. When I started going to GDC, I went to every talk, right? Yeah. And in past GDC episodes, is a big section of me yeah. recounting all the talks. And then I'm going to do a little bit of that. <laughs> That's cool. But um, one of the things that in 2019, I was there to sell widgets to the publishers. Right. So yeah. I had lots of meetings. Mm-hmm. And I still went to a couple of talks. This time, I was just much more comfortable going to maybe two talks a day. Three, I think I did one or two days. Sure. I didn't go to like a ton. It's still a lot compared to some other folks. But I didn't fill every hour the way I had done starting it. Yeah. Um, part of that was just like, you know, building lots of people nervousness, but yeah. some of it too is just like, you know, I, re- I actually will go and watch these on the GDC vault yeah. later. Yeah. Um, I, I kept better track of the ones I was interested in so that I've got a, a good list and I'll be more motivated. In previous shows, I had this huge, huge list 
And then I would go to as many as I, and then I would just never go back to the ones I missed. Ah, yeah. But now I just feel really more, much more comfortable doing it that way. And so I had a much more relaxed GDC. But I did see a bunch of really cool talks. Yeah. Um, and I'll just talk about a couple of them. So mm-hmm. what I, I'm building this open source game engine for Playdate. Yeah. And so there's a, there's a whole open source track at GDC. And I, I went to one about like uh, building libraries and maintaining them. And that's something that I'm doing for the first time with the project. Mm-hmm. And mainly the thing I got out of it was that I'm kind of doing it all right. Oh, so that's a good. It's a good bit of validation. Be in, a, in a talk. I yeah. love that. That's great. I like, didn't think that's where that sentence was going because right and wrong, your mouth moves the same way. So I was like, oh no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I was kind of going there prepared to like take a ton of notes and like really like walk out with actionable things. Yeah. And sometimes it's disappointing when you don't have that. Right. Mm. Because then you're like, well, I enjoyed it, but like it did it with the best use of my time. Mm-hmm. But in here it was just like, oh yeah, I've been doing that, I've been doing that. Yeah. And I got that advice somewhere else, and that's why I'm doing it. And the idea of like, oh, you know, the thing is, is starting a project is much easier than maintaining a project, even though maintaining it takes less work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm like, oh, I really felt that. And mm-hmm. so it's good to know that that's a, a truism. Um, so I just came out with some validation, which was really valuable. Cool. Which I really liked. That's um, good. There were a couple of talks and I just, I was, uh, we, and we were hanging out in the park. Uh, we were asking them, what was everybody's favorite thing? Yeah. And my answer to that was that there's just types of talks that had really very specific uh, actionable advice, right? Actionable yeah. things you can work with. And the three of them that I really liked were there's this um, talk on narrative choices and how to how to make uh, player decisions feel like they matter. Yeah. And that is like a topic that is sort of the topic in interactive fiction. Right. Um, and role-playing games and a lot of game design. And it's very difficult because you always have to funnel people to the ending. And you, and you really, in the end, if you really break it down, the player's choices do not matter. Like and so it's it's very tricky and uh, what does that mean about my life? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you're if you're an if you're a, an artist trying to tell a story, the player cannot hijack that. Right. That is not you know there's a there's a push and pull there. Yep. And so what was interesting is talking about um, the way uh, um, narratives are designed um, as sort of a tree, decision trees, and then eventually the branches have to reconnect at the top. Yeah. And that is not how trees work. <laughs> and so. The metaphor itself is kind of broken, and so this was talking about things falling down. Like, a, um, uh, I mean, I'm describing it this way, but like the game of Plinko, yeah. where like it will always reach the bottom, yeah. and the end of the story isn't a node that's coalesced at the at the at the top. It's just the bottom. It's when you reach the bottom, yeah. and so that metaphor is really useful because it means that there's no dead ends. It's always the story is always going to keep falling to the bottom. Ah. And if you think of it that way, and it does, it's it, it doesn't seem like it's actionable advice, but it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really fascinating because it. Um, makes it seem like, um, you know, you can actually... Well, this actually... This was the one you were with me at, uh, Stephen, I think. The detective one? Yeah. The, you, you sort of... Because that's how that game works. It, I um, missed that half, I guess. I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, it was like the big close of it. Oh, <laughs> dang. <laughs> like, you know, how, do you make, how do you make something where, you know, a player can essentially do anything, make any choices, go anywhere? Right, yeah. How do you make that actually, you know, feel like a story with a real conclusion? Mm-hmm. And, and I really liked the way that that was structured. And it made a lot... This is a game uh, Overboard yeah, uh, by, yeah. by Inkle. Yeah. Um, and anyway, I was just I was moved by that. Um, yeah. The other one that was a, a narrative is about um, uh, he, uh, uh, heuristics. When, when you are dealing in, in visual uh, with visual novels, like when you talk to other characters, right. a lot of times, and especially in romance style uh, games, you talk to people and their heart score goes up. Yeah, and then and you're really, and really it's about getting points until you can get that smooch. Uh-huh. And I've always thought that that's a problematic element of, of visual novels yeah. because it. It gamifies things in a really bad way. Um, at an Indicate years ago, I saw a game about consent that w- that the only way you could win was to reach consent, mm. and and it, it presented itself as this. So that's the kind of this is that's this is the world of this, these kinds of games. Yeah. Is they really want to do these things right. They do not have the tools to do anything other than the wrong way. Haven't right. figured it out. Yeah, yet, and yeah. it was really frustrating. And mm-hmm. so this talk was about uh, like tracking mu- uh, multi-dimensional heuristics. And this thing that I hadn't really considered when you're building systems for a game which is to over-design at the start. Mm-hmm. So in a visual novel, content is relatively easy to generate compared to, say, an open-world game. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the rules, you, the, the, the workflow you do as a game designer or a game developer is, I'm only going to make the systems we're going to use. I'm not going to spend three months making a system we're not going to use. I'm only going to keep track of the variables that we're going to use because it's a waste of everybody's time and it becomes overhead and confusing. And, and someone will use that, but nobody else is, and so it's like a weird little vestigial element of the game. And, and it's inefficient. But the for a system of like multidimensional character relationship heuristics, it's like the idea is just to track everything, whether you think you're going to use it or not. Because mm-hmm. then, then the content can then make use of it. Mm-hmm. And the stuff it doesn't make use of, fine. 
because it actually isn't, because content generation is relatively easy right. compared to this. So that was a really interesting kind of like, oh, there is some truisms that, that don't apply in this context. And I thought that was really, really interesting. This mm -hmm. idea of like every choice the player makes, everything that happens in the game, have a Boolean for every single action, yeah. even if you only use 10% of them. Mm -hmm. um, because it allows things, like when you're writing a story, you have narrative callbacks. You set something up in the beginning, you pay it off in the end. But you don't always write it in that order. Mm -hmm. right. Sometimes you do, but then you go and you beef up the, the, the reference in the beginning. Or you, 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 you weave it together after the fact. Yeah, you right? drop in some things along the way. And you can do that in visual novels, but if you don't have the actually things to hook into, all you can do is do it in the text. Right. right. And the thing is, is um, the, the really interesting like thesis was that, um, uh, actually this was I think from, a, from one of the indie soapboxes, mm. the idea of narrative games is that narrative, the narrative is not the most important thing in a narrative game. Because mm. it's a game. Yeah. If, if, it, if the narrative was the most important thing, it was 90% of the reason why you're there, make it a book. Yeah, don't tell the D in that. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really, that's in, as a narrative designer saying that. It's like, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I would be writing books if I didn't want to make a game. Right. And that's, uh, of course, it's obvious, but I don't think that people really feel it that way. They are much more comfortable making it just narrative in this, right. in this medium. Yeah. Um, but because they limit themselves the tools they can use. So yeah. mm -hmm. I was really excited about yeah. that. Yeah. And the last thing that was just this technical thing that really, really, Open my eyes is a friend of the show, a friend of ours, and one-time guest, Osama Dorius. Um, he hosted the Game Developers Choice Awards this year, yeah. um, and he also uh, did a micro talk in a, a session called Rules of the Game, which is just very specific hints or tips, tricks from game designers. And I went into this talk; I didn't know he was speaking at it, so it's kind of like, oh, Osama. Mm -hmm. But um, his thing was really interesting. It was take all the mechanics in your game, put them in a spreadsheet on the x-axis and the y-axis, and then uh, the intersections on the on the sheet are how those two mechanics interact, and that's the idea. Like, yeah. it's really, really simple. It, yeah, it, it took me a little bit to get it once, like Mark brought this up to me. But then I yeah. then I understood and was like, oh. And I I, I thought back to Widget Satchel. Like, yeah, we did that with Widget Satchel, but we didn't track it mm -hmm. with a simple tool like that. Right. Um, that would have been really useful. Yeah, it would have been. We would have been organized. We would have been able to keep that. Yeah. Like, figure out. Like the right way to do puzzles and stuff. It's amazing because then you, you have like, you have, okay, I have a door mechanism that mm -hmm. has a switch and a lever and an axle and it opens the door. I put that on the thing and then I have it the other little mechanics like a, yep. a player's power or another machine or yeah. enemy action or whatever, you, however that works. And then I realized like, oh, and I, the interaction between those two, this is what happens when they interact. Yeah. Well, it looks like when they interact, it only uses some of the door mechanism, not yeah. all of it. Well, that means I can break the door mechanism into more mechanics. I can break it up on both axes. And now I can interact with some of those other parts with other things. Mm -hmm. And suddenly the universe of possibilities just expands. Oh my gosh, it would be useful for programming that kind of stuff too. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Oh. Also, it's spreadsheets. Also, <laughs> spreadsheets? Oh. oh, it's right up your alley, man. Stephen <laughs> is melting into a pot. A little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so that, I mean, those are the best things. I, yeah. I went to the experimental gameplay workshop and saw some really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. I went to the indie soapbox and saw a bunch of really cool little talks. And yeah. stuff. But I think the, the thing that I really took away were those three yeah. like pieces of actionable information. <laughs> I feel like I, I can, all three of those can apply to the work I'm doing right now. Yeah. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Speaking of Osama, did we talk about the gardens? The the, the I was going to call it yerba mate, and I know it's not it's <laughs> yerba buena. Yerba buena yeah. gardens. Um, we well, talked yeah. about it a little bit. But. Yeah, so that was where people spent their time, mm -hmm. either during the day or between talks. 
Um, and Osama organized some, some you know, uh, um, he invited a bunch of friends and he said, bring your friends yeah. uh, to, we built an ice cream social because yeah. there's an ice cream shop at the, <laughs> at the place there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was nice. That was where all, most of the socializing happened. Yes. Uh, was that, was that his, his yeah. semi-planned, semi-impromptu gatherings mm-hmm. in, in the park. And that's been true for many years. Um, but I've never had such an in on the, on those networks before. So it was really, really enjoyable. Yeah, it was and cool. seeing a bunch of people have only met online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and cool. I mean, a bunch of people I've never met too yeah. outside yeah. of that. It was, mm-hmm. yeah, it really, was really cool. And I was surprised while I was doing it, how like satisfying it was to meet new people. Yeah. Cause you had forgotten. <laughs> Cause you haven't for a while. Right. Yeah. 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 So that was, I mean, like we, we had done gig, we've done gig a few times. Yes. Um, but like that's, it feels different for me. I think I enjoy, I really enjoy in person interactions especially with new people and so like being able to do that here at gdc was quite nice right. um i mean it was exhausting too because it was a lot of people and by friday <laughs> i was like oh no no more socials um and then i did more socials <laughs> but um yeah it was it was cool it was yeah, cool yeah. To, um, i mean we did all come back to the hotel room on friday night and watch star trek instead of going to any parties we were we were pretty party now yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean like there was stuff every evening Right. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing about it is like GDC parties. I have learned are pointless. Like, they, <laughs> oh. it, all they are is a place to party. If you well, like yeah. to party, mm-hmm. good. But it's not a it's not a great place to meet people. It's not a great place for networking. It yeah. certainly will not help you if you're trying to put publish your game, pitch it to anybody, or, yeah, or sell it to anybody. It's too loud. It is not. Yeah. So if you're but if you just want to have a good time, you can. This year though, I'm I wasn't going to a nightclub. Yeah. Like, like that's, but you know those parties still happened, um, and some of them were outdoors mm-hmm. um, and were nice. And one of them uh, we we did go to on Monday night, yeah, which uh, was because Gig, the game industry's gathering, uh, had an, a Gig IRL event um, at a, um, a little park space with a bunch of food trucks, yeah, uh, called Spark SF Social, yeah, that's Spark it. SF Social. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was it was outdoors, and uh, we got to meet a lot of people who we've met over the past two years. Yeah, it, through this monthly Zoom call, mm-hmm. and so I met a ton of my friends for the first time. It was wild. Yeah, um, yeah, and we met some new folks too. Yeah, uh, uh, including uh, our our new pal from uh, Germany who we yeah. talked to for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, who is working on an amazing game. Oh my gosh! That I really hope they are able to find a publisher that for us. Yeah, we me and. Uh, Dale saw it was Kevin. Kevin, yeah, Kevin. Uh, we, we Hi, saw Kevin. Kevin. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> we saw Kevin after the fact, um, or after like on Friday. Yeah. yeah. So he done um, a couple of those pitches. Yes, he done a bunch of pitches, and he had high hopes. Oh, good, good, pitches. good. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, uh, dear listener, when you hear about this project, you will. It's amazing. It's, it's really cool. cool. It's We're very cool. cool. Very excited about it. Um, but yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and lots of food trucks. So many food yeah, trucks. Yeah, but the mini donut place was closed. Yeah. Stephen was, he was like, is there another place I can get mini donuts? I did look around. <laughs> <laughs> was unsuccessful, unfortunately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, so that was Monday night. Yeah. And so Tuesday night, um, Stephen, you and I, and Dale joined us later, went to uh, a playtest night. Yes. Which happens every year. Right. And, it, and Mark, you've gone to them very oh, frequently. Yep. I I've, I've, brought uh, Witches Hatchel there. I brought Metro Nexus there. Yeah. And it's very much a playtest event in the style of the events that we would hold in our community. Yeah. So not, I mean, you know, people, publishers and investors and folks would come by. Yeah. But that was, you didn't count on. They weren't the clients. It wasn't really what it was for. It was really for playtest. Right. What are you working on? And to, and to network and hang out with their devs. Yeah. Um, and I really liked it because it was just more my speed. Yeah. And so I always like going to it, even, even in 2019 when I wasn't trying to, I needed to, every meeting I had was to sell it essential. Right. I still went to the thing. Right. Yeah. And so you described this one, uh, you, you know, just comparing this one to the previous ones, like this one was way more packed. Actually. It was really much, this was the, it was the only time during the week I felt uncomfortable, really uncomfortable in a room full of people yeah. because there were, it was shoulder to shoulder. Right. Um, in a way that is, was unique to this GDC, right? You said that the yes. previous ones were less packed. They were. It was very much less so. Yeah, yeah. like uh, everybody, every you could set up your game on a big table with eight seats, a big round table, and mm-hmm. there was plenty of tables. Yeah, and there was usually like maybe twelve games tops around, and then devs would play their, each other's games, and some people would funnel through. Mm. But it wasn't a big event. Yeah, mm. um, and uh, but this one seemed to be the most successful one they ever had, uh, mm-hmm. which was good for them, I guess. But then I, I didn't, I didn't get. In I, I wouldn't feel comfortable going in there. But we did find a way to make it really useful for us, right? Yes, Sam? yeah. So what we did is I would go into the room and I would uh, ask a random dev if they were interested in talking about the game with us. And so then we would like migrate to the, 
a side place that we just we found like, another ballroom that was empty. Yeah, yeah. we just kind of broke into it and uh, <laughs> <laughs> found. Unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we would just interview them there. Um, actually, some of that content will also be in future episodes of the show. Yeah, you'll hear about that soon enough. Mm-hmm. Some really, really good stuff. Really good stuff. Actually, yeah. there, there was a there was a dev there that had heard our, heard a nice games club, which is nice. Yeah, we met I a listener. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it was kind of weird too that that, that it just like people had heard the show. Outside of our community, yeah. <laughs> Again, that's always like a little weird. Window. You know, it's kind of funny because we've been in the show for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's got good numbers. Like, it's not a surprise we have listeners, right? Yeah. We, go, we go to a place that is entirely composed of our demographic. Yeah, of course we're going to find some people, right? But we started the show as a, as a local community program. Yes. it was for our friends and our colleagues, mm-hmm. and we still the, sh- the show has grown way beyond that. Yeah, but we still have a little bit of that in our minds, and part of that is that it's, it, we are still. <laughs> aghast yeah. when we meet people who are not from our, our city that have heard the program. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if that's you, drop us a line if you'd like to, you know, shock and surprise us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we met Red Zealot. We did. Red <laughs> <laughs> Zealot. So that was cool. <laughs> yeah, we ran into a couple of listeners. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, Tuesday was great. You'll hear listener, you'll hear more about that upcoming. Yeah, really good content. Mm-hmm. 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 Wednesday night, the two award shows. Yep. Tonight. That's right. Um, both were notable uh, yes. for me because one had a game I worked on in it mm-hmm. uh, yeah. for award, and the other one hosted by our pal Osama. Yeah, who um, I've heard I I didn't go to these because I can't remember. I think I was really tired that day. I think you well, were you both had tired. And you had work. To do, I yeah. did have work to do, but I don't know if I did it on Wednesday. I, think oh. I was just tired. <laughs> sure, fair enough. Um, and uh, I heard lots of I heard that the uh, the tone of Osama's hosting was dad jokey. Yes, he warned us in advance. Okay, that's fair. All right, <laughs> and it didn't help. <laughs> and Excellent. It didn't help. Excellent. I, Thanks. I will look up the recording of that and yep. be very happy. Or yeah, it was broadcast <laughs> live on Twitch, and I'm sure it's available uh, after the fact. Yeah, um, you should watch them. Um, I mean, I've said I don't know if I've said this a lot on the show, but like I ideologically, I don't like award shows. Mm. I don't think we should be competing in that way. Mm-hmm. I, like I'm happy for a, you know a list of excellence in whatever, but I don't like them then. They have to compete with each other. Like, they're just yeah. selling it. It's the most excellent of the episodes. Yeah, it's, I mean, I understand there's a lot of reasons. Industries do it to promote them. That they're well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. And so there's there are reasons why it's fine. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna protest and say we should never have them. Yeah. Um. But I, I ideologically, I generally don't care about them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, don't, I don't take them seriously. Number one play tester disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. But uh, but yeah, the game over time close hands uh, was nominated for excellence in narrative, cool. and it's uh, one of the things that is nice about the IGF awards, the Independent Games Festival. It's a juried award, and so you submit a game, and then a, a random group of, of many judges plays it, and it moves through a system. Yeah, and so you can get dark horse candidates mm-hmm. because the problem with most award shows is that they are also popularity contests. Right. Yes. And I think that we sort of we as an industry and, and the world and other industries we've come to terms with that. Yeah. Like we know it. We're it's fine. You know? mm-hmm. But it's one of the reasons why I don't take these things that seriously. Yeah, because good work gets done and doesn't get seen by who needs to see it. Yes. Um, but but the, a, a system like this allows for nominees for, that are dark horses, and I really really like that. And of course, I, you know, I personally benefited from that. Now the game I worked on is it was in one. So yeah. I'm sure I'm very much I'm I biased. Put that on your resume. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, um, and you know, I didn't work on the narrative for Closed Hands, but I did do a lot of work bringing that narrative to life. And right. so I am truly proud. But it is not my cat. Um, but it was really cool because when the thing went on the screen in a room full of a bunch of industry people, some of my work was visible. Yeah. It's, so cool. it's, a, it's a big moment for, for people. I really hope a lot of people get those types of opportunities because mm-hmm. it's very validating. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't care who wins. <laughs> and, and I had no, I wasn't like, I wasn't like, maybe we will. It, there was, you know, it's not going to happen. Inscription just sweeped. <laughs> yeah. But, and I haven't played that game, but uh, everyone in the crowd was really excited. So it feels like it deserved it. Yeah. Um, so I'm very happy for them because it feels like that they were the, the, the game that earned those awards. Yeah. And then, so that's the first award show. So the way it works is that it's an hour long show. And then after the hour, they say, now time for the next award show. Yeah. It's, it's hosted by a separate person. And uh, that is the Game Developers Choice Awards, right? right? Which is a totally separate system. That's where you see the AAA stuff. Okay. But um, unpacking and inscription both were represented yeah. in a bunch of categories. That's good. And yeah. inscription won. Oh. The, the best of the best uh, uh, for both ceremonies won mm-hmm. best game of the show. Yeah. So I, it, like I said, I don't really take these things seriously, but I like the fact of an indie game wins this award that's up against Halo and Forza Horizon, those types of games. Right. It just means it, it validates indie, you know. Um, and so I like that a lot because mm-hmm. the inscription was a very small team. Yes. 
Um, but Osama hosted the award ceremony, and man, um, every every award uh, host will say things like, you know, it's just not, you know, remember everybody, it's an honor to be nominated, congratulate everybody and everyone out there who works in this field or whatever. But when Osama says it, man, you believe it. Mm-hmm. Like he's such um, a sweetheart. He's such yeah. a sweetheart, and he he was able to. He talked a lot about his sort of personal struggles being, you know, Muslim in the the 2000s. Yeah, and uh, we're talking about the Games for Impact Award and like the progress the industry's made is move but not far enough right. and you know he's such a sweetheart but he's also is like you he, he also is he can be serious yeah you know yeah, and, you can, and and you know just a, a voice for all of us for these past couple of years of being in, in this industry in this pandemic mm-hmm. um was really interesting and and really just you know at the start of the show we made a joke we had an award made that's for anyone who works on games mm-hmm. and he awarded it to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, you know, I'm keeping it at my house, but it's <laughs> real. Yeah. Which was very cute. Yeah. And that's the spirit I really liked. And as an award show skeptic, uh, and you know, and, and the thing I worked on was that in that ceremony. So I feel pretty, so I, I very much enjoyed the show because yeah. of his presence. Yeah. Um, it's really good. So that was, but I was there all, all my lonesome, uh, which was a bummer. But everyone had different reasons to be somewhere else. Oh, well, you say you don't like award shows. I hate award shows. <laughs> so, I mean, I had actually forgotten that the song was going to be at this thing. So, so I, I, I had to rush back to the hotel and tell you what I, how, what, how, what it was like. Yeah. It, it was really, because yeah, I've gone to these in the past and mm-hmm. I'm like, they're fine. Yeah. Get there, there, there are jokes and it's cool to see people. Right. It's like, oh, look, there's Tim Schafer, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, actually, I, um, I'm, I'm glad I f- sort of half forgot about it because my, my night was almost ruined because when 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 uh, the excellence in narrative came up, I took my phone out because I wanted to. S- it occurred to me then that yeah. my work would be visible on a screen right. in a room full of industry people. So I could, I didn't want to clip it from the the episode the thing on Twitch. I wanted to take a photo in the room of like the art that I made for that game being yeah. projected in to, in there. I really right. wanted that moment. Yeah, and I took my phone, so I started recording a video. I didn't. I didn't know what, how long it would be, or if you know, or if it would. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't miss the thing. So I hold my phone out just as they started announcing the nominees and throwing the thing up. Yeah. And some hall monitor CA, like who's like showing people their seats and stuff, came by and told me there's no filming in here. Uh, and that was the moment it came up. <laughs> so, uh, like so, the three seconds I was there for got ruined a little bit. Uh, and actually, it was it, I was in a sour mood until Osama showed up in the second half yeah, of the show. So okay. thanks to him for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's I mean it's it's a funny story. So I've got that. Too. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, what did I do on Wednesday? Oh, I met my coworkers on Wednesday. That's right. <laughs> that was nice. Um, and then, so what, what, what did we do on Thursday? Well, we, no, I don't think there's anything special on Thursday or Friday, but we um, th- we met and had dinner with with our new Booker Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, we, yeah. That Hi, was Max. Hi, Max. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, Max is great. Yeah, so yeah. we we hired Max to help us book guests for the show. Yes, um, and boy, does he have work cut out for him. <laughs> And he's he's great. Yeah. We're really happy with him. Yeah. But it, we we just hired him. So mm-hmm. uh, and he's not from Minneapolis. And right. so uh, he just, he he's doing a, he is a CA. So he's with a guy in the in the shirts to help people get in and out of, of, of talks and stuff. Yeah, here's yeah. a whole army of them in GDC. Yeah. And it's yep. a cool program. It's kind of like summer camp for game devs. And yeah. they're very helpful. Thank you all for doing it. Yes. Yeah. Um. And it's not worth what they pay you in <laughs> in they, money or in or in free food. They pay yeah. you. Um. But it's they can get a free ticket. Yeah, I mean, okay. It's, it's, a, it's a way working. to see talks yeah. for it's it's a good way most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good way to see the conference, right? Um, yeah, it, um, and and it ha- there's a strong community around it. Yes, yep. yes. Um, cool. Anyway, uh, so Max was here for that reason, mm-hmm. and so uh, we got to have dinner with him a couple times, yeah. and it was very nice. Yeah. Uh, it was super nice. Yeah. Um, so if if uh, the next couple of interviews we have, uh, we, we can thank Max for that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We gave him a lot of uh, business cards. <laughs> Probably like the next dozen interviews we have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was a moment at dinner um, on Thursday night where Stephen just was like, okay, here are the business cards. <laughs> he like pulled on like a stack that was big just like... Stack. Was big old stack. Just stack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know, actually, I do want to talk about... We didn't, I don't think we talked about it much yet, but like we got to GDC as press this year, which I mean... Yeah, uh, we mentioned it at the top of the show. We, we mentioned it, but like, it was what a different it? experience. Yeah, than, it really fun. Yeah, it was a different experience than, you know, coming, you know, paying for a pass or, you know, uh, getting your company to pay for your pass or whatever else. Uh, we have like a, there's a whole press lounge and they have like muffins and, 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 and bagels and tea and stuff. So it was like... None of which you could eat. None of which, yeah, I couldn't eat any of this. <laughs> Just because of my allergy. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, and it, we also got like... Uh, $75 voucher thing to get some food around. Yeah, there are little, like, food kiosks. And mm-hmm. If you've ever been to a convention center for any reason, you see the little, like, kiosks. And, yeah. And um, 
uh, we got a little a voucher that gave us a little bit of money on there, and it, it didn't go as far as you'd think because everything's super overpriced. But it was yeah. free for us. Uh, speakers get them too. Yes, um, but it, I, we were aware of it until we showed up. Right. Um, just, yeah. So it's kind yeah, of and the nice press lounge is nice. It has a couple of booths if you want to do interviews in there. We didn't end up doing any of that because it's kind of not our style, even yeah. though we did we do want to do audio recording. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was quite nice. We actually uh, first got a press badge in 2020. Right before the show was canceled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, man, we were going to go for free this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we're still on the press list. So yeah. uh, that was kind of nice. And it's made the, it made the show a little different for us. And I think you were saying, Stephen, that like it feels weird to introduce yourself as press. Yes. Because listeners know this is our second thing. We're right. game devs first. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, By I, game devs, for game devs. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I, this, if, I don't know if you feel this way, but I mm-hmm. feel much more legitimized as press as a result of this GDC. Oh, I think, because it, you know, like we're not, gonna, we're not as useful of an outlet to developers in terms of like promoting their games. Uh-huh. Um, but I think we are, are, we do get interesting content from those folks yes. that has value. Yeah. And, and yeah. again, uh, listeners, you'll hear way more of this in an upcoming episode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Got, but, they um, have value to other game devs, not value to players. Or well, I mean, players like behind the scenes stuff. So I mean, and yeah. I'm sure we do have some listeners. Well, it, 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 it did validate specifically our value to other game developers for me. Yes. Um, in a way that like was interesting. Just because, I mean, I mean, Ellen, you especially know this because I think you have the most meetings out of all of us. I met a lot of folks. <laughs> yeah. But like, if, uh, if it were a contest, Ellen would be impressed. Yes. <laughs> now um, it's a contest. <laughs> Wait, I want to win. Too bad. Um, Next year. Don't worry, it's an award show with multiple awards. (laughs) Sweet. Here's the award for everyone who came to GDC. I'm going to keep it in my room. (laughs) But it's for you. Thanks. (laughs) Um, um, What was, like, validating about a lot of this was just because, like, game devs love talking about games and things that they worked on and, like, how they got to this point. Um, And so, like, you basically just, like, asked you ask game devs these kinds of questions and they're really, you know, they're really up for it. Um, and so, like, I guess when I was coming here, I was, I think I was trying to, like, convince myself that I wasn't just press, I was also a game dev. Yeah. But just due to the, just due to the way that I asked, I think the kind of questions I asked and stuff, game devs could kind of just tell. When yeah. you were asking them questions, they'd be like, oh, yeah, you also develop things. Or I would bring up, oh, yeah, I, you know, I yeah, I used Unity in this certain way, too, and it wasn't great for me either or whatever. Right. And they would be like, yeah, you understand. So, <laughs> like, yeah, so, it, um, it feels like there's a place for us in this. Yes. I just, it just feels less silly to say we're here as press. Yeah. It, it does. Now. It felt silly on Monday. It did. It doesn't feel silly anymore. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, it still feels a little silly. I mean, we are silly by nature. By That's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, so now that we're all over our imposter syndrome forever. <laughs> right, right, of course. <laughs> yeah, I've totally conquered it. Mm-hmm. Before we wrap up, uh, let's tease a little bit of what's coming in an upcoming episode of all the interviews we've wrapped. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going to do that without saying, maybe I should say the names of the games. I'm going to say oh, the names of the games. I yeah. played a cat-themed game. Yes. Yeah. Dale yeah. did play a cat yeah, I was Dale. there for that. Yeah, because a lot of press, these meetings happen off-site. Mm-hmm. Dale Daly made a pass to go to them, so. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. Like, the last, almost all the meetings I had happened, like, in the hotels that are in the area. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. was weird, but fine. Yeah. Um, that's probably, probably why it hates her so much, because it works so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think a couple musical, musically-oriented games, where the mechanics are really musical. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I also played Strange Horticulture, which is about plants. Yeah. yeah. Plant shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was on the IGF uh, nominees. Yeah, we got an interview or two from the IGF, some some of the people who, the IGF nominees, which was cool. Yeah, and we got a line to them now, the business cards we've given to Max, and yes. so we're going to see if we can get a couple of them Yeah, to talk mm-hmm. about their work. Mm-hmm. Midnight Protocol is another one. Yeah. I was a lead hacker. Yes. Oh, that was a fun one. I, I'm so, I'm really disappointed I missed that one, but I'm going to play it. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. Seems up my alley. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I had some interview, some, some meetings lined up, but a few of mine didn't show up or at least if they did show up, I had no way to find them. <laughs> like it was very difficult. Uh, that was something that was quite frustrating. Was yeah. I, I, it's like you um, wish you had a shirt that said nice games club on the back of it. Don't call me out like that. Dale. Why do you do that? <laughs> I, I mean, like the problem is even if you had such a shirt, it would be covered by a sweater. Well, yeah. It, Cause it was kind of chilly. So you're saying we need sweaters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. We'll get on that, okay. I guess. Well, as as first time in person press, yes. Like there are some of the 
things we did, didn't know. Yeah, there are yeah. things we didn't know. I'm sure they meet at this hotel, like, like, do they rent a space? Is it up in their hotel room? Is right. it going to be in the lobby? Yeah. We just don't know. Like, you know, we, yeah. we learned a lot. Yeah, and admittedly, I, I mean, because I wasn't privy to that kind of stuff, it, it I might have made it yeah. more difficult on myself than I needed to. But you did get ghosted. But I did get ghosted. And that never feels I'm good. not sure if it was ghost. Some of it was ghosting. Like, I definitely had um, one of the develop. There was a one group I was supposed to meet with. Or I, I met with them. Mm-hmm. But I was supposed to meet with the marketer and the developer. But the developer stayed up too late. <laughs> and she slept through her alarm. Uh, and I was like, I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Um, really fun game. Excited to talk about that one, too. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, the being first time, not just first time press, but first time GDC, definitely allowed me to put my foot in my mouth a couple times. <laughs> but then I was like... It's my first GDC. Is it your first GDC? And this guy, who's so gracious, he runs a PR firm. He's like, it's my 13th GDC. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, okay. I'm going to sit over here now and tell you to restart. Yeah. But yeah. he gave me a, he gave me a bubbly water. Oh, nice. Instead. So yeah. I, I got mean, the taste of foot out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it seems like people are exhausted at GDC, but there's something... It's just weird. There's two halves of it, right? I was a little nervous because of COVID, yeah. But also, everyone's really excited to be doing this again, right? Yeah. yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it, you, you end up at somewhere along that spectrum, just driven by both those forces. <laughs> yeah, kind of, it's it. The whole thing was weird as always, but in a different way this time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I'm looking forward to recharging my batteries for myself, my personal body. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then coming again next year. Yeah. Well, we have a couple more days in San Francisco, so we are all going to relax. Yes. Yeah. Vacation starts now. Yes. Woo! That's our show. For show notes and links on today's topic, go to our website, nicegames.club. Visit us on Twitter, at NiceGamesClub, where Dale here... Hello. ...tweets about game dev resources <laughs> and what a game dev looks like. We like hearing from you, so tweet back or email us, contact at nicegames.club. We're on Patreon, too. Support the show and get stuff. Sign up at patreon.com slash nicegamesclub. Stephen, you were saying, if, we, if anything ends up on the cutting room floor, maybe it'll end up there. Yeah, Stay yeah. tuned for that. Look, look forward to it. And if you want to keep things casual, you can just stop by nicegames.club slash discord and say hello. And say hello to Fredzilla. <laughs> yes, Fredzilla. <laughs> if we met you here at the show, uh, please uh, drop by the discord and say hi. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, we met a bunch of fun, cool people. Yeah, and I think it would be great to keep up with them. So that's a good way to get in touch. Next week, we'll be looking at something we're not sure yet. (laughs) But that's it for this week. So until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. Here's a test of me talking, and Dale is going to talk next. Dale talks a lot. And then Ellen's going to say something from where she's sitting. I'm back over here by a chair. And then lastly, Stephen's going to bring the house down. Woo! No, like... (laughs) Other words, other words, other words. I don't know. Your waveform is very much bigger than ours. Yeah, I know. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.